the podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. I Take Out Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find your favorite podcast at Spreaker.com forward slash Studio DNA. Recorded live. You know, at the time of uh, recording. You're listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast. Extra value. And now your host, Chad Bradley. Can I take your order? This week's extra value episode, uh, a little extra, extra value As Jeremy Claudio digs in a little bit deeper on how he and his wife are handling her battle with cancer. Also, his wife's new song, Girl in a Bubble, featured on this episode as well, and it's amazing. Find her on social media. It's Nightbird with an E on the end. Another project that is absolutely going to explode this year, in my humble opinion. And then also in this episode, Jeremy answers your questions. If you didn't get a chance to ask a question, find Hot Takeout Podcast on social media. Just search Hot Takeout Pod. Once you get that far, click follow, like, or whatever it is on Instagram as well. I always forget. I could go look, but that's not happening. Uh, And then interact. Ask your questions. Even make suggestions on who you want to hear. This week's Extra Value episode starts now. We threw up a bunch of questions on social media. And the one, I believe, I only got one that actually came back, uh, and it's from Pepsi for Jesus. Awesome. I know. It's a great name. Uh, he says, is it more fun to be in the studio recording or doing a live show? Wow, that's an interesting question. Uh, interesting in that it's hard. Um, just because um, I feel like I, I live in the same headspace on both. Um, I would say that playing live is more fun for me, but I would also say that when I'm producing, I'm thinking about what it's going to be like live. And so that's also just as fun. You know, like I'm like, oh, this is the moment where, you know, I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and everybody's going to sing along and, and we need this one part, you know, then I'm going to come over and, you know, the guitar is going to do this thing or the synths are going to do this other thing or the drums are going to do this. So it's the difference between you know, doing the sit-ups and, like, being on the beach showing off your six-pack. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you're doing one thing to prepare for another. So the end game is always going to be the live show because, to me, the most fun part is looking at the fans and seeing them either hear the song for the first time or sing back a song that they love or, you know, or like that they connected with. Like, that will 150% always be my favorite. But I always love going back into a place where I can write more songs to create more opportunity. So if I had to answer one or the other, it would definitely be live. But I definitely love both. Well, it sounds like you just love the process. Like for me, I love editing. And so podcast, like that's, I just love doing this. But I also, again, it's like you love to create, but you also love for people to enjoy what you created. Not, not in like a selfish, humble brag way or whatever, but you want it to be good. But you like, I don't know. I, I just, I just enjoy the process for sure. I think, I think that's, and again, it goes back to like, what's, what, what are you doing it for? You know, like, I'm not going to be the kind of 
you know, leader of this band where our band is just going to be like, eh, you know, I just put it out, like, whatever, I don't care. It sounds pretty good. Like, in my brain, I'm like, my fans, if they're going to give me even just a second of their time, then I'm going to work my hardest on it to make it worth their time. Um, she's got a new song out, your wife. W- what can you tell me about it? It's uh, it, it's an artist project, and it's called Nightbird, N-I-G-H-T-B-I-R-D-E. Um, and she's got all of her stuff up on Instagram and all the socials and stuff. But uh, her single that's coming out is called Girl in a Bubble, and um, it's essentially a song kind of written about a little bit about, like, her journey of kind of being sick and what it feels like to feel very disconnected or to like, you know what I mean? Just kind of feel like you're in this bubble around and life is happening outside, but you're not really connected with it, even though you're there interacting with it. So it's a really, really important song for her and she loves it, but it's also like super, it's like very, it's fun. It's it's not like, it's not heavy, you know, it's it's pretty dope. I, I love it. I'm super proud of her. She's been, she's been, I mean, navigating, tons of emotional things and, and just like, just a lot of, um, you know, it's hard to process in your mind, um, having a near death experience, but she's taking it on the chin like a champ and she's killing it. spent um, a month in the hospital they couldn't figure out what's going on with her after the birth of our the third child our son like they they couldn't figure out what's going on and i'm i'm still not sure i've i've dealt with just that one month after they figured it out but i do know from just that brief period that even though my friends and family knew what was going on like there was a disconnect like uh and i even heard i even talked with um my day job i get to work in in christian radio and I was talking with uh, Danny Goki a few a uh, few months ago at a, over a lunch, and he was talking about because he he lost his wife a, a long time ago, a decade ago or whatever. And he was talking about how like in the moment he was like they, I felt alone. So I mean maybe maybe that was your experience. I know for me just that month that four week period that we were just kind of like isolated, almost like like we had help, but I didn't have a lot of people that were. I mean there was a few families that really stepped up big, but by and large like my my circle of friends I thought would be there, they're just kind of like hands off. Yeah, I think I think it's really hard for people to navigate what to do. But thankfully, like, I mean, I had some of the best experience. Like, I've never felt more loved in my life than when, than when we went through what we went through. We had people cleaning our house, dropping off food. We had someone bless us with a car. We've had, like, tons of people that just went out of their way to hear from God. Like we didn't have to tell anybody what we needed. It just like showed up. My experience was really interesting. It actually really redeemed just like the function of the local church for me because I was so used to the local church just being something that was always not in a bad way taking from me, but like just something that I was always serving and was never really serving back. It was never serving me, you know? 
Um, and I mm-hmm. didn't expect that it needed to or that it should. And for the, I mean, for the first time, I felt like, <laughs> I felt like, oh my gosh, like I can just kind of sit here and try to process this and everything else is just taken care of. So I, I, I had a very interesting, but emotionally, emotionally it's completely different. Like I feel like, you know, I had some great conversations with Danny. Danny and I go to the same church actually um, here in Nashville. He's, him and Lia said are good friends and they're little babies. But I had a lot of conversations with people that experienced that loss and some of them were able to, you know, just kind of tell me a little bit about it. But there, there really is no way, way to prepare for it or to, you know, there's no cookie cutter answer on how to deal with those kinds of things. So, Yeah, and the pray harder, just trust God a little harder doesn't help. I would slap somebody if they told me that. I think everybody knew better than to say that to me. <laughs> I was I was not trying to hear that. No, I re- I remember uh, my dad went through a, a quadruple bypass, and and somebody said God's got it under control, and I was like, yeah, God might also kill my dad. So, <laughs> uh, and I was I mean dark dark place, and it was uh, I I get and I I appreciate what they were trying to do, but sometimes as believers, like we just have this like knee jerk, like I don't really know how to help. So I'm just going to say something that somebody said to me, and it's so not helpful. God being good and and people dying, it's not mutually exclusive. Like, people die all the time, and bad stuff happens to people all the time. And so I think that was probably the biggest, the hardest thing for me was to navigate, holy crap, my wife could die and God wouldn't stop being good. So I can't be like, oh, my wife's not going to die because God is good, because that doesn't it, it, just, it just doesn't work like that. But you do yeah. learn how to live in the now, and you learn how to address your own feelings and your own emotions, and and, and you, you just learn how to be very aware and in touch with what's happening to you in that moment, just so that you're not, you know, your expectations are right, you know? Something something bad could happen, but that doesn't mean that God isn't good. And, and so that means I'm going to attach myself I'm going to have faith and I'm going to believe that the best is going to happen. But at the end of the day, if the worst happens then I'm not one, I'm not going to blame God for it. And two, I'm just going to position myself in a place that I'm, uh, I'm still loving him and I'm still serving his purpose. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's still something that I'm personally navigating through, but I definitely totally, I hated it. Like hated hearing people saying things like someone sent my, my, uh, <laughs> Someone sent my wife this article. I mean, not, they didn't mean it, but they essentially sent this article that said, find generational sin in your life and that will heal you from, from cancer and, you know, and all this other stuff. You know, so there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like cleanup you have to do as a, as a husband and be like, sorry, that person is such a jerk, you know, like, like, yeah, that guy, we hate that guy, you know, but, and, and it's well-meaning people that again, like you said, they just, don't know what they're talking about it's truly unfortunate because again i mean you know what they're you know they want to help at the core of it uh, i had a fr- i had a friend uh I, my my car broke down in college verbatim he said this what sins have you been committing and i was like pick one god's got an arsenal of reasons to, to make sure make sure everything that i have falls apart god's got enough uh i had this pastor over the weekend talking about like all of these like major huge characters in the bible that were just like yeah, everybody quotes their big accomplishments, but he he highlighted like four of them, and he was talking about 
how the, these major characters that were right-hand men of God, and then obviously Peter doubting God and like denying him. Another one was like, you know, after a huge victory was like, take my life, God, I can't do this. It just humanizes who everybody is. So even, even on your best day, even on like, you have a great day today, you, you have a victory today, tomorrow could be the opposite of that. And then the next day, God's still going to love you and he's still going to help you through back to the mountain. God's grace is good for everybody in every situation. It's hard for people that don't experience that kind of hurt and that kind of pain to know what to do and know what to say. They just go, oh, there's got to be a reason. And yeah, there is a reason that there's sickness in this world and sin and pain. But there's also a reason that Jesus came to earth for us. And uh, I'm going to focus on that part of it. (laughs) So. Right, 100%. All right, so every head bow, every every eye closed, we're going <laughs> to close the sermon off. Would you do me a favor, just tell people what's coming up for Tiger Drive, what to be on the lookout for, where to find you? So, definitely shows. Um, I just I just got a really dope lighting package, and we're I'm actually sitting behind a computer getting ready to program some lights for some shows coming up. We've got a show in Columbus, Ohio. Um, on the 17th of April, I think we're hitting St. Louis in May, um, hopefully Indiana and another, um, uh, some other like neighboring, uh, cities around there, uh, at, at that time. Um, and this hasn't really been announced, but we are putting on an EP. So, um, we're going to do an EP in the summer and a few, a few singles. I know that's kind of been like the thing. Everybody wants an EP and we're just like, all right, no more waiting. Let's do it now. So we're putting out an EP, um, and then uh, we there are talks about potentially another uh, project, whether that's an EP or an LP, in the fall. So we're just putting out a ton of music this year. And, yeah, just follow along. It's uh, Tiger Drive Official on Instagram and uh, Facebook and all the places, YouTube, all that. We're going to put a ton of, like, music videos out and photo shoots and fun stuff and more songs and can't wait for it, man. Again, I appreciate your time and uh, look forward to watching you guys conquer the world. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Thank you for having me. It means the world. I like your ask was, was very much. Um, I just loved it. it. Made me feel great. So thank you for asking and letting me be a part of it. I'm seriously honored to be your friend and to watch you grow in this podcasting world and the radio world and all the things that you're doing. It's, it's pretty sick. So, I'm I'm super, super honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Matching tattoos. It's going to happen. Has to. <laughs> Many thanks to Jeremy from Tiger Drive. Thanks for spending time with me. Thanks for sharing your wife's music. Thanks for sharing your music. Make sure you follow them on social media and follow Hot Takeout Podcast as well. Just search Hot Takeout Pod wherever you're on social media. Click like, follow, share, and then subscribe so you never miss an episode. And then share the episode so your friends don't have to miss one either. And then wherever and however you're listening, do me a favor, rate, vote, comment, and uh, just keep listening. That would be fantastic. <laughs>